Thank you for tuning in to the Diligent Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we talk about the Bible, speak the truth, and make Bible study come to life. Here is your host, Joshua Cantrell. Welcome to the Diligent Podcast, where we make Bible study come to life, and I am your host, Joshua Cantrell. For the next few weeks, we are going to be discussing forgiveness. If you listen to the episode from last week, we discuss forgiveness, and we made a comment to you before, and we also made it to you afterwards and we'll do that again over the next few episodes forgiveness is not about you forgiveness is not about the other person forgiveness is ultimately about the god in heaven last week we just talked with you about joseph and again that episode is available for you please go back and listen to that one But today we turn our attention to Matthew, the 18th chapter. In this particular chapter in the Bible, Jesus spends a great deal of time addressing the topic of forgiveness. Now, forgiveness is one of those topics that always seem to be applied to the other person. And what I mean by that is, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is being the one who actually has to do the forgiving. It's easy to ask for forgiveness. We know we have made a mistake. We understand we have done something that is wrong. And so we immediately ask for forgiveness. But for the person we're asking forgiveness from, to them, it may not be as easy as us asking for forgiveness. But according to Matthew 18, Jesus says it ought to be just as easy. The Bible here says in Matthew chapter 18, beginning with verse number 15, Moreover, if thy brother should trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone, If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear him, tell it unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. When you drop down to verse 21 of that text, the Bible says, Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him till seven times? Jesus said unto him, I say unto thee, until seven times, not until seven times, but until seventy times seven. This is the proper attitude for forgiveness. We ought to forgive others just as our heavenly Father has forgiven us. Just as he has forgiven us, we should be willing to humble ourselves and do what God has done for us. 
Again, Ephesians 4.32, be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, he hath forgiven you. Do we limit the amount of times we forgive people? In Matthew chapter 18, in verse number 24 and following, verse 23 and following, Jesus is now going to give us an example of the forgiveness he just talked about. I love the Bible because in any sermon and anything we talk about, I believe there are two things we have to do. First of all, uh, we should talk about the context or the intended message that the author was trying to convey. And then secondly, we should make application. We have to make the application. And so Jesus does this as he often does in his ministry. He teaches on something. He preaches on something. And immediately after that, he begins making the application to the thing he just has taught. In Matthew 18, verse 23, the Bible says, Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened to a certain king, which would take account of his servant. And when he had begun to reckon, one brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents. Some has have estimated this to be hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. Verse 25 says, but for as much as he had not to pay, all of us have been there. All of us have been to the point where we have had more bills than we have money, where we have more problems than we have solutions where we have more fear than we have faith. All of us have been in those situations. The Bible again here says, this man could not pay it back. Verse 25, his Lord commanded him to be sold, his wife, his children, and all that he had, and the payment to be made. Now, this is really unreasonable for the king. You may be saying, how is the man going to pay this back when, first of all, he has nothing to work for? Many of us go to work on behalf of our families so we can take care of them. So the man here is going to lose his motivation. He's going to lose his family. And on top of that, he still has to pay back what he can't even pay back. Verse 26 says, the servant therefore fell down and he worshiped his master, saying, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. I can imagine sometimes, figuratively speaking, we have all fell on the ground and we have all pretty much begged and prayed and pleaded and tried to make deals with God. Well, you know what, God, if you get me out of this, I will never, ever, ever get myself back into this again. Well, you know what, God, if you allow me to get over this, if you allow me, I promise you, I will be the most faithful Christian you have ever seen. It's almost as if sometimes we play the game with God, let's make a deal. With God, that is. Well, you know what, God? Let's make a deal. I'll do this and you do that. Or you do this and I'll do that. Vice versa. Why do we play with Christianity in such a way? Why do we play with God in such a way? And it gives off the imp- it, it, it gives off the impression of we only want God when we need something. We only go to him when we have a problem. Now, this man knew he had to pay the king. 
It's not like he forgot about it. All of us know how much money we do or don't have. All of us know the bills we have to pay. All of us know the debt we have. It's not like the man didn't know what he had to pay. He knew that. Now it's time to pay, and he has no money. Verse 27 says, Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him his debt. Forgave him his debt. Now, he owes millions, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And the king said, it's okay. Don't worry about it. We're good. We good. Go on about your way. Forgiveness is so intimate because it gives us a picture of our God. It helps us appreciate our God. Whenever I preach on faithfulness, I always like to give what I like to call uh, Joshology. And that's pretty much just saying I like to define words in a way that maybe the dictionary wouldn't find it, but it still kind of carries the same idea or implication of the dictionary. What's a good definition of faithfulness, Josh? This is Josh Joshology. This is my definition of faithfulness. God's activity in your life. When you look at your life, and when you look at everything God has provided you with and God has given you, God has blessed you, that is the perfect definition of faithfulness. God is faithful. Deuteronomy chapter 7, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 9, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13, God is faithful. Joshua chapter 1, 5 through 9, Hebrews 13 verse 5, but we have to be willing to respond or we have to be willing to Live our lives in such a way where we can now respond to that thing in particular. But verse 28, the Bible says that same servant, he went out and he found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid his hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, pay me what thou owest. Imagine that scene. The same man who just begged and plead and implored for forgiveness turns around and he does the exact opposite of what his king or what his Lord did to him. How is that possible? It's possible because this man did not understand the importance of forgiveness. He put his hands on the man. He grabbed them by the throat. And he told the man, pay me what thou owest. Give me my money. Verse 29 says, and his fellow servants fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, have mercy on me and I will pay thee all. And the Bible says he wouldn't do it. You mean the same forgiveness that was bestowed, that was given to him, he failed to give that forgiveness to someone else. Verse 31 says, so when his fellow servants saw that was done, what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. You know what? You never know who's watching. You never know who's watching 
what it is you're doing. Verse 32 says, Then his Lord, after he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because you begged me. Shouldest not thou also have compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to tormentors till he should pay that was due unto him. What's the application of the text? What can we draw away from this text? Verse 35. So likewise, my heavenly father, do also unto you, if you forgive your hearts, if you from your hearts forgive not every one of his brother's trespasses. But the world says, shame on me. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, that should never be said from the child of God. Our world says things like, you know what? You did me wrong, but I'm going to do you back. Our world says things like, how can you're going to let that person walk away and you not say something, you not do something a thousand times? Yes. Why? Because we are Christians and we understand more than anyone. The importance of not just forgiving others, but we ourselves being beneficiaries of that forgiveness. There may be some today who are struggling with forgiving others. There may be some in their marriages. There may be some in congregation. There may be parent and children relationships who are struggling to forgive. Let me give you a piece, piece of advice. Forgiveness is not about you. Forgiveness is not about the other person. Forgiveness is about God. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Diligent Podcast where we make Bible study come to life. And I'm your host, Joshua Cantrell. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.